You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 714, hear us roar! Uh. MyMac.com podcast. And you know, it's weird. I've been doing this podcast since like 2009, 2010 uh, with, with Gaz and, and other people. And for whatever reason, every single time I start this show, it's always like, welcome to the My. I don't know why I, I go way up in volume. It's like MyMac.com podcast, like, like I'm some kind of opera singer. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Gaz can't be here this week because he's watching uh, big cars go zoom, zoom around a track. So, but I, I did want to keep the, the UK contingent going strong. So I, I tricked, I mean, asked Mr. Carl Madden to, uh, to join me today. How are you today, Carl? Do you feel tricked or, or is, is being here making you happy? Well, we'll, we'll see. I, I, <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Yeah, having me. Uh, do you realize the dedication I've got for this? Because it's 20 minutes to England kicks off in their game, in the World Cup game today. Oh, is, 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 is that still going you. on? Is that a thing? Oh, what? Because America didn't get anywhere. <laughs> or or right? ever. Is ever. It, is it, is it? <laughs> well, neither do, we, neither do we normally. So we're doing quite well this time. So uh, we shall see. If I suddenly jump up halfway through the podcast and, and scream, start screaming goal, right? Yeah. That's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We kick everyone's ass in American football. Yeah. Okay. Nobody cares. Is, is that like the World Series though, where you just play yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you know, there there is actually an organized league in Canada. The, you know, the Canadian Football League. They have some different rules. Uh, they only have three downs instead of four. The field is longer. The field is wider. They have one more person, and people can be running forward before the ball is snapped. Other than that, it's the same kind of thing. And yeah, they, we we won't even play them. So. You know, I, I don't know. Rules, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What is the matter with sports in your country? None of it makes sense. You've got no. early rounders, baseball. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and we call we call something that you pretty much just use your hands, football. Football, exactly. Basketball's right? fine. Although we got netball over here. So, you know. So, you know, reasons. <laughs> so basically, you just got a load of uh, UK girl games, basically. Yeah, going yeah, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and our our football, I'm sorry, your football played here, we suck at. So <laughs> what are you going to do? That's why it's called sucker. Yeah, sucker. Oh, soccer. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. growing up, there was actually a uh, there's there was the North American Soccer League that was kind of big in the the 70s and early 80s, and we had a team in Fort Lauderdale, the the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. But we always used to get our asses handed to us by the New York Cosmos who had Pele, if you remember him. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, every single year, the, the Fort Lauderdale strikers would get like either to the, the, the finals or, or the championship game. And then, you know, Pele would come out and the Fort Lauderdale side to be like, oh, not again. <laughs> They're going to beat us again. At the time. Sorry, he's like sixty-eight at the time. Yeah, something like that. But he was still <laughs> kicking our butts. Now, um, something real, real quick. Uh, on July twenty-first and twenty-second, I usually talk about this at the end of the show, but Max Stock is coming up. Max Stock twenty-eighteen in 
Woodstock, Illinois. And the reason why I'm bringing it up here is that it literally is like a week and a half away at this point. And you were actually originally talking about going. I've been talking about going for, for years. It's just always something comes up. It's very hard for me to book stuff at the moment. Firstly, I haven't got a passport. So that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> but, uh, do you need a passport to come to the United States? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. So, Sorry. I just lost my in, mind there for a minute. Anywhere. <laughs> <sighs> but, uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, well, no, especially, since, especially since you guys are leaving the EU, you won't be able to just pop over to the, to, uh, to Europe anymore, or is that not going to change? I've, I've popped, I've never popped. I don't care. I've never popped over to Europe um, <laughs> pop when I was a kid, but, uh, no, I don't, I don't, that's still not going to happen. That's not going to happen. There's no way the powers that be will let it happen anyway, but, uh, we shall see. But no, I've, I've often wanted to go to, uh, Max. I mean, yes, you're right. Me and you did hatch a plan last year about taking a road trip to it this year. So I'd come to where you are, DC or whatever, and right. then we'd get in a car and, and, and podcast en route, which sounds manic, but, uh, you never that's, know. So I, that's I can't usually how I do because, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm trying to clear debt. So I'm trying to move. So I'm trying to clear debt at the moment. So you never know next. Well, again, didn't you buy a house? It, no, God, no, I can't afford a house. <laughs> Not in England. You'll be joking. Oh, okay. No, gone. for some reason I was thinking you bought a house. No, I can barely save up for a flat. Do you know a flat in <laughs> London costs a one a one bedroom flat to rent in London is like twelve hundred quid a month. It's ridiculous at the moment. Wow. But yeah, exactly. Studio flat that is. So uh, I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move up north where I can afford to live. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still like close to, you know what, we're, we're going completely off topic here. So yep. Max stock is coming up. Uh, it's about a week and a half away and I'm still, I'm still driving there. Uh, I, I don't know whether I'm going to use my car cause I'm, I'm currently trying to get rid of my, my humongo Ford flex for something a lot smaller, or if I'm going to rent a car or what I'm going to do. And the only reason why I'm taking a car, uh, instead of flying, you know, well, besides the fact that I absolutely despise flying, or taking the train is because I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm taking with me. And it's just not really all that convenient to take stuff when, you know, you've got a long distance trip like that. So that's, that's basically why I'm going to be driving. And uh, what I'm kind of wondering about is once Max stock is over, I think like half of this show is going to disappear because I won't know what to say anymore. <laughs> That's how much it takes up each show then. Yeah. You know, you can start doing next year's one. Start plugging next year's one. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometime in July, there'll be Max Talk 2019. And sometime in July after that, Max Talk 2020. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, my hair is finally long enough to tie back in a ponytail without it looking silly. You know, other than. Uh, I got news for you then. <laughs> you think that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, other than how silly an old guy looks with a ponytail. <laughs> So what, what have you been Florida. up to? No, no. In Florida, it works out really, really well because yeah. people just look at you and go, oh, yeah, you're the, uh, you're the old ponytail guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aging rocker. Yeah. Um, I, I've been okay. I've been doing, you know, I've, we've been sweltering in a heat wave here in the UK at the moment. It's ridiculous. It's getting up 30 degrees. That's, that's Celsius. Not yeah, I was going to say here, <laughs> here, 30 degrees, people would be going burr. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but uh yeah i've been i've been out uh i had Ga- had gaz on the show last week as well and we was talking about the new apple map maps features that they've just released in in the uh beta ios and i've started using apple maps all this week i just used apple maps to see how i was getting on 
and it's it works fine now as gas was saying on on the show it works absolutely fine i've been typing in place names all those old issues seem to have gone away at least the routes i take so it's good so i'm now just looking forward to when apple rolls out all the new features over the coming years and i'll be happy by then google have done something else most probably right. and they'll be <laughs> shooting off ahead again but uh, we'll see how things go well one thing i really like about apple maps and uh gaz and i actually talked about it last week uh for local stuff when i'm when i'm out and about here i that, that's the only thing i use now for long distance driving i'm still using ways just because i like knowing where the cops are but for around town i think apple maps is is, is great and the fact that while i'm here at the computer there is a dedicated app that i can bring up type in an address and send it to my phone and you know bingo bango i'm all done mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And they look pretty as well. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. And, you know, it's not like the old days when, you know, it would tell you turn left and you would suddenly go into like, you know, a a sewer or something because it it didn't really quite know where you were. It doesn't really do it that much anymore. That much. Not that much. Um, But I find that the results that I get with a Waze or Google Maps, which is really the same thing, or Apple Maps, or or like I used to use Navigon, and and there was a couple other ones that I they're all they they're all pretty good, you know. They all pretty much do what it is that that they say that they're going to do, and they get you where you want to go. Mm. And they're all infinitely much better for when I started out driving around London, and I like oh, to pull yes. over every four hundred yards, look at the A to Z, see where I'm. Well, right, okay, yeah. left, second left, right, pull over again, right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, one time, oh God, it was like 2000, 2001. I had to go from here, DC up to New Hampshire and it was going to be a late night drive. I was leaving like at, oh, I don't know, three 30 in the afternoon. And it's like a 12, 13 hour drive. And when I did MapQuest, if you remember them, uh, I printed out what the route was going to be. And it was like, okay, well, when you get to Baltimore, you want to get off 95 and then get on 195 for just a few miles. And then you're going to skip over to 395, which will take you to 695, which will get you back to 95. And then when you get to Philadelphia, you want to get off because you're going to be on 895 for just a few miles. And then it's going to skip over to 995. And then you're going to be at quarter to 10. And then you get back on to 95. And it was doing this like, routing me all over the place all the way up I-95. But the the common thing was you eventually you get back to I-95. But because I had never done this route before and it was going to be at, you know, oh, dark 30 in the morning, it was like, you know what? It sounds like if I just stay on I-95 that I'll get there. <laughs> you know, it may take me an hour longer. Don't care because I'm not, I, I would probably lose that hour or more being lost. So it's like, I'm just going to stay on 95 and yeah, and that, that got me there. See the problems we used to put up with before Apple came along with the iPhone away. I know what kind of craziness is that? Well, <laughs> shall we go on over to the mymac.com recent articles? He mm-hmm. said with a lilt in his voice because he's really excited about that. I am. Um, <laughs> the first one is Tech Fan Episode 355, the Kennedy Keyboard. 
Tim and David, I don't have, I don't have the, yes, Tim, uh, talk Star Wars and the rumors of Lucasfilm changing leadership. Apple has Please. a, yeah, Apple has a keyboard <laughs> service program and Facebook wants to access your microphone for reasons known only to Facebook. Uh, go on over, <laughs> download that episode and enjoy. What's next? Next. Next up is Let's Talk Apple 58, June 2018. This month, Bart is joined by Kelly Gamont from App Camp for Girls and Nick Riley. The show, the show starts with a few follow-up items before moving on to look at some Apple-related legal stories that broke in June, including the end of the epic Apple versus Samsung case. <sighs> next, up, <laughs> next up is a quick look at some of the new hires at Apple, and then the show moves on to the three main stories. By far, the biggest story is www. I'll put an extra W in there. Yeah, how, how many How many W's are there? <laughs> a lot. Uh, 2018. The second main story is Apple's deals with Opera and Sesame. Shouldn't that be Oprah? <laughs> yeah, Oprah. Oprah. Wait. Well, maybe they're, maybe they're looking at a new browser. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Sesame Street. And the final story is the U.S. Supreme Court ruling on cell phone location data. The show finishes with a quick rundown of a few smaller Apple-related stories that made the news in June. And the last story, yeah, it's all podcasts this week. And I know before I get to the end of this, that I am going to mispronounce names or products. So just warning you right now, the essential Apple broadcast. Oh, see, it's already started podcast 94 <sighs> talking photo lemur luminar and Aurora HDR with Skylum. See, I, I did manage to get through yeah, well done. nearly the entire title. Um, uh, he says, I guess this is Simon is joined <laughs> by Alex. Oh my God. Sip Sepco, the CEO of Skylum software to talk about photo, photo lemur, Lumar, Le, uh, photo lemur, luminar. And what happened to the damn module? What did happen to the damn marge module and Aurora HDR. It, uh, actually, the interview was done in two parts because Simon had issues trying to record while Alex was driving across the Ukraine. <laughs> okay, who'd have guessed that? But regardless of all of that, Simon got a really great interview. Also, Suffolk Pete uh, at Hermboy and Simon chew over. <laughs> the news of the week why not come and join the slack community you can now just i don't know why i'm reading this you can now just <laughs> click on this slack room link to sign up and join simon in the chatter so that's that's the uh, essential apple slack room and you know who has that isn't that isn't that simon yeah it's simon he's got that <laughs> Uh, if you would like to write for the mymac.com website and after that, such a professional reading of, uh, of those main stories, why wouldn't you want to just contact John Nemo? His email address is Nemo at mymac.com. Uh, if you'd like to contact Gaz, who isn't here this week, he can be reached Gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters, GazMaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. -A -Z. Carl, if people wanted to get hold of you, how would they do it? Uh, Twitter at Claw0101 or over on the Mac and Forth show. And you can also reach me. I am uh, Guy at MyMac.com, probably. And also Mac Parrot over there on the Twitter. So, uh, Carl, would you mind please getting us out of this segment? 
Certainly, sir. Would everyone kindly stand by to uh, stand by? And uh, apparently, we'll be right back. Private Eye, Macintosh, and I'm here to tell you about a book written about me and my search for the Maltese Cube. Yes, it's a fine book. I think you should get it. Quiet, you. It combines technology, Mac trivia, action, murder, suspense. Oh, just tell them where to get it. I'll get to that. Romance, film noir detective fiction. I can't stand it anymore. It's called the Maltese Cube, and it was written by my Mac writer and podcaster. Guy Searle. Find it on Amazon. It's only $2.99 and coming soon to the Apple's iBook store. Don't forget, it's the Maltese Cube and so inexpensive. You know you're not in it, right? I mean, the next one, right? Sure thing, Louis. You know, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Get the Maltese Cube on Amazon and soon in the iBook store. At least they're better than the Mac and Forth show, the G-Men, on the My Mac Podcast. And welcome to the MyMac.com Podcast. This is the second section where we get really, really serious. Why can't I think of another name for serious there, Carl? <laughs> you might want to explain. Yeah. You might want to explain why you're talking like that. Yeah, I'm I'm not a happy camper. We were in the middle of a really, really good conversation, and we're going to get back to that in just a second. When I noticed something odd about GarageBand, and when I, when I brought GarageBand up on my screen and, and I was kind of looking to see what the weirdness was, GarageBand crashed. And everything that we had done from the end of the last break disappeared. And I was, I was, I was, the, the odd thing is right after we got done with the second, with the first section, I was talking to Carl and I was like, okay, I'm going to stop and save, which is a weirdness that I do. And, uh, you had said something like, well, I just, I just record the whole time. <laughs> and I, I was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, on occasion I've had problems with you know, garage band crashing or something along those lines. So I always feel better. So I don't lose everything, which in this particular case would have been exactly what would have happened if I hadn't done a stop and save. So here we are again in the center section. It's a shame because during that section that got lost, we sol- we solved world peace. We created world peace. We worked out all the things that needed to be done. Right. We worked out how to get rid of all the dis- terrible diseases out there. Mm-hmm. We solved it all. Middle you know, East crisis. Not- Middle Middle East yeah. crisis gone. Um, easy gone. Psh, you know, North Korean nuclear weapons. Psh, piece of cake. <sighs> but now, now it's lost. Now no one will ever know. However, Thanks, Steve Jobs. <laughs> But we are going to talk about how Apple has probably passed Spotify in the U.S. for subscribers because that's the part that really matters. <laughs> okay, uh, this is a story that I found on CNET. Spotify currently has more users overall, but in the one market that matters, Apple may have passed them, actual paying customers. According to Digital Music News, both have around 20 million paying customers, but Apple is just a teeny bit ahead. What do you think about that, Carl? 
kind of hard is to it, get excited it, about it now. Is it the most important market because it's America? <laughs> is that why it's being written by, about by an American company? Is Probably. It's important? <laughs> you guys. I, don't, well, I know. No, our heads up our clouds. <laughs> this is, of course, like I say, an unofficial report. It's just someone else thinking that it looks like Apple's got more paying subscribers now. And they probably have because Spotify was quite late kicking off in, in the US compared to Europe. Um, so it didn't get quite the foothold in, in America, I don't think, initially. And plus, a lot of people were quite hesitant to jump on the, oh, you know, what have I got to pay every month to listen to music that I never own? So by the time Apple Music rolled around and, and came out and became the default on everybody's phone, it was probably a lot easier for, for them to gain ground. Uh, yeah, they were the kind of used to it. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Spotify had introduced it to them, and, and Apple had made it like default on their machine. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was good. I mean, as as time rolled on, Apple's got stronger and stronger. And of course, when it comes to things like streaming music no matter who's apple or or or, or or sorry or google or amazon it's not their main income they don't care they can afford to make a loss leader sure on that service spotify has to make money and i don't think to this day they've still never made any money they might mm. have floated their 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 company but <laughs> they're still not making any money famously in fact so um i don't know i'd hate to say today's number for spotify um but at some point they're going to get bought out by someone. There's no way they can survive on their own for, for, for a long time. I don't think we, we didn't talk about this in the infamous lost section where we solved all the world's problems, but you know, something that I've always kind of wondered is why has streaming music become so popular now? Uh, other than the fact that it's now possible where it wasn't possible before, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that music now just sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, going all the way back to when, um, oh, what was that service that everybody used to steal music from? Oh, oh, oh no. Don't I know. I can't think of it. But regardless, you know, you know whether it, right now people are screaming at their, their radios yep. or whatever, it was called blah, blah, blah. Um, part of the reason why I think people are, are reluctant to, to just go and, and buy a CD or buy a record or, you know, an entire album of artists ABC is that there are so few truly original bands out there anymore everything seems so derivative off everything else and and i kind of noticed this and, and uh, people are gonna might be upset by this i noticed this in the 80s with mm -hmm. like all the hair metal bands you know you I'll take you i'm sorry you take you take like <laughs> rat and poison and slaughter and like all these bands and they all have this nasally guy singing they all have these outrageous you know, silly guitar solos that don't make any sense. And they're all about going out and getting laid and, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that was the formula for so many of these bands in the eighties. And then in the nineties, you had grunge. And now in, in the aughts, you had like the emo bands and who the hell knows what started in 2010, but uh, like Nickelback, right? How many bands sound 
exactly when you're talking about rock and roll, how many bands out there sound almost exactly like Nickelback now? Because these yeah, but- the, these studios find some band that uh, that suddenly become kind of a breakout hit, and then they go out and they find all the bands that sound exactly like that, and <laughs> poof, there they go. But okay, okay. But we've already stumbled into the first problem. See, again, you listed all the stuff that was big in the eighties, the nineties, and the none of that was big here. I mean, it was here, but it wasn't big. We had our own thing. Where our pop was big over here, like things like Duran Duran and Spout, sure. Spandau Ballet, and, and things like this. They were huge in England. A and lot of them and how much? How different? How much different were they from well, each other? That's the, well, <laughs> what it, that, that was the point where people, record companies, were just signing up everybody, and the single was king, and and like it, it really mattered if you was in the top ten or even the number one on the on the on the, the charts playlist, right. yeah, the charts. So, but but I, I, you're right. Music has definitely cheapened itself over time. But it, it's because it's rate of things like radio and it's things of like music's now used in adverts. It was used to promote things. It was used to be playing in background. So it just became a thing that was around. And there's always going to be people who love music who love. Oh, who I do cherish, love music. Well, yeah, I know, but there's always going to be people like that, but they cherish the, the activity of listening to music. Most people, I think today, unless you've specifically gone out to a concert to listen to someone, music is just a background thing. You have it on while you're doing something else. And that's what's cheap in music, I think. Yeah, it may as well be like. played in, in a frigging elevator. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, streaming comes along, and, and I use streaming for, personally, I went and got all the old albums that I used to have, because they're just there. They're in my playlist and I can sure. have them even though I bought them in the past. It's great convenience. Convenience is always going to be the, the best, the best thing. Uh, uh, but, but it also allows me to find new bands as well. Like the suggestions, it says, Oh, look, this person sounds like he's based on this person. You can go off and listen to that. You can get recommendations from friends. You can get entire playlists from friends. It becomes more of a social aspect thing. But at the same time, you got the youth, of today walking around listening to music that's coming out of phone speakers and sounds terrible so that's the cheap, but, but you know, they don't music. care i know they don't care that's and, what that's saying, the, but and you have auto tune and all where you have people that hmm. are really not that good of singers but technology has been created to make them sound brilliant so yeah you've got you've got these you've got these guys and girls that have the perfect bodies you know the the perky whatevers and you know, they're standing on a stage singing and they're either lip syncing to their own heavily auto-tuned music or, you know, whatever it is that they're singing is being auto-auto-tuned as they're there on stage. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's gotten to the point where it, it's like you're going to a concert and you may as well have like a, a Barbie and a Ken doll up there just being kind of m- manipulated by people in the background because they're just puppets. And it doesn't make is, any difference. No, it doesn't make any difference. But that's music today. I mean, you've got to be careful going down this road, guy. Otherwise, you're just going to be called an old fart. Yeah. Some no, no. That's, but, that's, that's, that's that, well, I am. <laughs> well, so am I. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. Gonna be, I, I'm, I'm going like, to be 60 in like two years. Damn it. <laughs> I, just, I just like the, the massive library that streaming music gives me. I mean, I don't mind right. paying, what is it, nine quid a month or whatever it is now. Yeah, um, because because of the freedom that gives me, it gives and me there's the some great to, stuff out there. Absolutely, and I can go back and discover. Like I went, I was starting listening to a load of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, uh, Ian, Ian Hunter, 
um god what's his name uh just recently passed away uh i can't think of his name but you know there's there's all these guys that really kind of defined pop and rock and roll in the 60s and the 70s when all of that was relatively new and you know almost their entire catalogs are out there and available through Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon Music and whatever Google calls their service in a fit of originality, Google Music. And this is the kind of music that, you know, the fact that it's there and that it's free and that, well, not so much free, you're paying a monthly service, but that you can just basically say, I want to hear every single thing that the the who is created from 1965 to 1975 and you can get like a playlist set up that's got all that or it's got you know the the best of Mott the Hoople or um uh Rod Stewart or or you know uh, faces or you know god knows what band that you've found from the 70s that you really really like and you know this this is part of why these kinds of services are important and work really, really well. The flip side to that, of course, is people that just want to listen to, you know, whoever Britney Simspears is is singing this week, and, and that's that's all they want. And you can you can tell when it's when it they got that auto tune crap on there. Yeah, get off my line. It doesn't matter. I mean, anyone who listens to opera will think what I listen to is junk. Anything, uh, you know, people listen to stuff I don't like, I consider that junk. That's Music's a very personal thing, and that's why I like streaming, because it allows you the opportunity to not only find things that you like, but also to go out there and, and maybe, if you wish, try stuff that you don't like. For example, I'm, a, I'm not sure if you all know, but I, I love country music, right? And I, it's impossible. No, I, I've actually it. heard you say that before. And I always kind of wondered how the hell did you ever get exposed to yeah, country exactly. music? So it was Garth Brooks. It was Garth Brooks. Okay. When he had red strokes come out and, and, stuff. <laughs> and, and my, my old man would play various country music on tape in his car as we was driving around and stuff like this. So anyway, okay. so when, when the, when the likes of Spotify came out, I could suddenly have access to all the stuff that you guys take for granted in your, in your country charts, things like this. And, you know, most people don't listen to it. That's fine. I, who cares? I don't care what other people think when it comes to my music taste. <laughs> well, can I tell you a real quick, funny story? Now, you know, I've been over to the UK a number of times. There was, there was one particular time, this was in the 80s, uh, myself and this, this other guy, we were doing some work there. And uh, we had some spare time, so we rented a car. And we got a convertible Ford Escort, which blew my mind because that car does not exist in the United States. And they had a, a, a nice stereo and a tape system. And the guy that I was on this trip with was really into James Brown. So mm-hmm. we got the top down and we're driving through the streets of London, just blasting James Brown as loud as this, this little stereo in his Ford Escort would play. And people, you know, the very, very stoic people that are in London or most of them were like just aghast that, you know, these two crazy people in a convertible Ford Escort were blasting James Brown all over the place. Crazy okay. Yeah, guys. we were that, crazy. That the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. Well, we have, we have probably burned that to the ground. Actually, you know, it's, a, it's almost not bad that we lost that whole thing because it kind of led us down a whole different path. <laughs> Not necessarily a better path, but it was a different path. Um, Carl. 
Yes. What, you know, we got Mojave is coming out soon and there's some public betas out. Uh, I don't know if you're using any of them yet. I, I am not. I'm using iOS. Okay. Well, what is your favorite coming up Mojave feature? What is it that you think you're going to like more than anything else? Uh, obviously the dark mode. I think that's looking nice. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people who are thinking, oh, once they got, once they got hold of that, they just leave it on all the time. But it, apparently, <laughs> apparently it's quite depressing after a while, always looking <laughs> at a dark screen. So they've been flicking backwards and forwards uh, from, from the normal version to the, to the dark version. But yeah, that looks kind of interesting. And anything that makes a global change over your Mac just to make it look different is always a welcome feature, obviously. Um, some of the screen capture options that are coming, I'm quite interested in because we've all got various ways that we capture screens and do screencasts and stuff like right. this. But the Shift stuff Command into, 4. Yeah, exactly. But uh, to make it more accessible to a wider amount of people, they've put some new options in there and, and also the ability to capture video as well. So that, that's quite handy for anyone who wants to do how-to videos and things like this. It should be quite uh, an interesting addition to the new OS as we move forward. But, you know, obviously, not so much this version, but the next version where we can have um, uh, iPad apps start to appear on Mac OS from third-party developers. I'm looking forward to that as well. Or, you know, the ones they've got there, like HomeKit. I'm yeah, find and quite Stocks. Useful, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Do you know Stonks got the largest cheer? Where I, I was know. At. I couldn't believe this. Like, really? Really? Stocks. That's that's what got you guys all excited. Yeah. Okay, it's weird. I mean, no, I still think cheer. you. I don't think we can WWDC. see it, but I think that there's a girl in a bikini that's standing <laughs> just off stage that holds up a big sign that says "applause," and you know, well, and everybody goes crazy. Well, even where I was at AltConf in London, there was a massive cheer, and I thought, "What the hell?" Well, none of us could work out why this <laughs> group of people were cheering really loud. Anyway. Especially it's, because uh, it's the U.S. stock market. It's like, really? Really? This is, this yeah. is what got you excited. Okay. It was, it was weird. But yeah, I mean, the, the things that they're, they're bringing over, uh, like HomeKit, I can finally control my HomeKit stuff on the Mac. I mean, how late is that coming? Yeah. But, uh, at least it's, it's going to be here soon. And it'll be uh, but, more secure than other things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think it's interesting because I, I mentioned this today on my show, actually. I was reading a piece. I think it was in Apple Insider. Uh, and they were saying the new Mac OS is, is not so much them now trying to call, call, call um, PC users over to the Mac, but it's to make iOS users feel a lot more comfortable if they come over to a Mac because it was quite a, it was a massive change for them in the past. If you suddenly went from iOS to Mac OS, um, everything was different, but now it's starting to look a lot more unified. So they might feel more compelled that when they update their next laptop or desktop, they go, oh, well, maybe I'll look at that iMac or that MacBook, MacBook Pro because it kind of looks like my iPhone or iPad. Could be interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, probably stacks. Uh, my wife and my kids both as they're doing their, their various things, just like, okay, I'm going to save that. And they save it and they save it to the desktop. So, you know, they call me, they have some kind of problem. And, you know, they, they log in and then the desktop pops up and I immediately want to scream because there's like <laughs> absolutely no real estate left on their monitor because all these documents and stuff are, are like all over the place. And it's like, don't do that. You know, you're, you're actually slowing your computer yeah. down with the more stuff that you have on the screen. So don't do that. But I think stacks, you know, and the thing is, you know, I say that. 
but in the reality is computers are so damn fast these days that having a, a crap ton of stuff on your screen that, that might slow your computer down 0.01% just doesn't matter anymore. And a lot of people just want the convenience of going, eh, I'm going to put it out right there. So stacks basically organizes all that for you, gives you nice little folders or whatever it is that they're going to call them little stacks, I guess. And you click one of your little stacks and all the stuff that's in there that's related to documents or movies or music or, or whatever, because you can define your own, just kind of pop up and, and there's all your stuff. And I think the other thing that I really liked as they were demonstrating it, and I certainly found this more interesting than stocks, was uh, the quick look tools that allow you to like annotate PDFs and stuff like that mm. on the fly. That, I mean, it was like, okay, this is, this is stuff that you don't see. And, you know, I, I, I use a, of course, a, a Windows PC at work. And at least three to four times a week, I'll sit there and say, okay, well, I, I need to look at this document. So I'll single click it and then I'll hit the space bar and then wait for something to happen. And it's like, oh, that's right. I'm on a Windows PC. That, that doesn't work. <laughs> Damn it. So, you know, the, the fact that, that you can open all of these documents, you can open pictures, you can open movies, you can open pretty much anything that you save to your computer without opening the, the, the parent application and still be able to do stuff with it. I think that this is brilliant and that this kind of, I don't know if you remember this, there was a, a standard that Apple was pushing in the late nineties, early two thousands. It was called open doc. Did you ever hear about this? No, that was before I got into Apple and stuff. Okay. Well, what open doc basically was, was that you created a document of some kind in program A, B, or C. And you send that to somebody else or it's on a different computer. You bring that document up and maybe they don't have that application. And instead of trying to, you know, find something that will uh, uh, convert it into some other format or what have you, uh, all the open doc compatible programs would open these documents and still allow you to do editing. So that was the promise of open doc. And of course, because none of these companies could work together, it failed miserably. Well, <laughs> Quick Look is kind of like Apple saying, you know what? We're not going to wait for all of these other companies to meet the standards of what we want to do with you know how we organize our software and how we organize our files. So we're going to do it instead. And that's pretty much what they've done with Quick Look. And they're, they're adding more and more power to it all the time. Now you've yeah, got, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say, like, it, it seems to me, I think there's some interesting stuff in a new Mac OS, but a lot of other people were looking at it like, oh, well, it looks the same. But oh, no, stop. this is, this, uh, there's more in this one in Mojave than there was in um, Sierra or High Sierra. You know, what did High Sierra give us? It gave us uh, a new file system that if you weren't on an SSD, you couldn't use. Okay, so and a lot of bugs <laughs> and a lot of bugs. So Mojave actually, even though they kind of downplayed new features, even at WWDC, you know, Steve Jobs used to come out and he could get you excited about iPod socks. Yes. But 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, all the people that work for Apple now, they're coming, okay, well, here's this feature and, and you know, it does this, this, and this. And, and they, they almost try to bring that sense of excitement, but it, it doesn't work because instead people get excited about things like stocks, which, yeah, okay, we keep coming back to that. Uh, but some of the stuff that's here in Mojave is just brilliant. Like this, this continuity feature, you, you take a picture on your iPhone and immediately you can, you can drag and drop it into something on your Mac. I mean, that's, that's great. The fact that you can use iOS apps or will be able to use iOS apps in the Mac OS and that, you know, developers will, instead of just making an application for, uh, iPhones and iPads can apparently, you know, very quickly and easily add a, a desktop UI to those same applications and have it available on the Mac OS as well. Uh, dark mode, which you mentioned also the screen capture options, like you mentioned, and the one that has me the most excited, Carl is the new finder gallery view. I mean, I, that, that has got me so worked up. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> but isn't that just like the old iTunes uh, where you used to list, list all the, the record? I forgot why. To... Yes. Call it? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, yeah. I'm, you... I'm really not that worked up. Carousel about... or something. Yeah, something silly like that. Yeah, and the weird thing was when they announced it, and of course, people applauded because of, you know, the girl in a bikini that you couldn't see off stage. Um, but the, the fact that that they showed this and it was like, oh, look at this great new view. As soon as I saw it, it's like, dude, come on. You know, we've all been using iTunes since 2002. So this isn't exactly new. And frankly, for viewing files and, you know, looking at what you have in a folder and all the rest of that, it's actually a really, really crappy way to to deal you know it's 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 horrible it's as far as a user as far as user usability i don't see how gallery view is any better than any of the views that we currently have i would say it's significantly worse well it's all about options isn't it so yeah all right you know um there is one more story here but uh, I guess we can just very quickly say disgruntled employee of NSO steals their cracking software in a disgruntled way. Uh, this is a story from Apple Insider. There's a, there's a company called NSO in Israel that makes software that uh, can, can crack the encryption on an iPhone up to a certain uh, version of the operating system. And they ticked off some employee who tried to seal it, steal it and then sell it for $50 million. But he got caught. Because he's dumb. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> well, no, he was trying to sell it. And the person he was trying to sell it to went and informed him. Yeah, so, reported him. There's someone, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no so luckily, honor among thieves at all. What's wrong with these people? Well, he didn't, he didn't buy it. That's what I'm saying. So it just happened that he did go into a marketplace like the, the dark web, or whatever you want to call it. Um, dark to web. To try and find someone to <laughs> exactly to try and buy, find someone to buy it and of course he just happened to run into someone who grasped him up fortunately but this just goes to prove i mean back in the day uh when the fbi was saying how dare you not unlock this phone i mean i mean we we just want to look after people and and, and save people and things like this but you're obstructing justice apple and Apple went, look, we can't do it we can't make a back door for anyone because all it takes is one person to leak that information out and the world's potentially got that access. And it just goes to prove it is. Even if it's not 
even like if this company had a legitimate reason to use this stuff, and if you actually read some of the stuff that they've been involved in in the past, I wouldn't want to deal with them. It just seems yeah. like grassing up journalists to me, as far as I can see. But uh, all it takes is one one disgruntled employee and wreck the secret's everything. Out. Yep, and the secret is gone, and you can't put that genie back in that bottle afterwards. Yeah, well, this so, uh, like you said, this is why Apple said, you know what, FBI, no. No, we're not going to give that to you. So, no. And that's just how they said it, too, which I thought was, you know, kind of rude, but okay. <laughs> I should have used an expletive in there somewhere. Right? Yeah, not just no, effing no. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> no effing way. Okay. It, is, uh, it, <laughs> it, it does... It does highlight how the facts, I mean, the law enforcement, I know they've got a job to do, but sure. bloody hell, they don't have to expose all of us to, and it's not that we're doing anything wrong. Yeah. And you don't want us to it. expose ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Criminals get in. I mean, we could just leave all our windows open if it meant people can come in and check we're okay, but it also can mean the criminals can come in and take whatever they want. So. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's the, the exact reason why Apple said no. Okay. Um, I think that's it for this section. We, that went much longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> so everyone, please stand by to stand by as I fall into DJ voice and Carl and I will be right back. Yeah. I'm Jake Adams. And I'm Peter Searle. And together, we are Nanobytes. All right. A brand new channel with the express purpose of bringing fun and variety to your computer, TV, smartphone, or anywhere else. We've been making content in different forms on this site for years now. But we figured now was as good a time as any to really knuckle in and do something a bit more focused. But Jake? Yeah, Pete? What kind of videos can you expect to watch here? On this channel, you can find lots of things, like comedy, horror, parody, drama, and even action. Whoa, now that's some fun stuff you got going on there. That's right, Jake. And we have all of that and more. So come on in and take a look. I'm Jake. And I'm Peter. And together, we are Nanobytes. Forget it. Yeah, that's good. I don't... I don't... The guys who brought marshmallows to a house fire. It's the G-Men and the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the last section, probably, of the MyMac.com podcast. Hey, Carl. Did you well, know? No. Did you know that England is up on Sweden one to nil? Yeah. Well, so we took a little break there. We pushed ahead. Come on, England! Come on! <laughs> everybody, because everybody listening to this knows what the actual score is, but I still don't at this point in time. We're still in the middle of it. Thirty minutes in. So, so what would you be doing with England up one to nil? I'd be shaking my fist and nodding my head. <laughs> of course you would. Gases, tips, mostly. Gases, tips, mostly. Gases, tips, 
It's time for Gassy's Tip. Hey, if you're having trouble reading certain websites, you can make the type bigger by holding down the command key and hitting the plus button, which is up right next to the delete key on your keyboard. And if you want to, you can make it smaller again by hitting the command minus button, which is right next to the plus button on your keyboard. Isn't that fascinating, Carl? It is. Is you sure this one actually works this time? Because Gaffer's yes. got a history now. I know. I know. Oh, that was yeah. And the the funny thing about that was, as he was describing this, I was like, I have never heard of this before. So I started. I had you know the pages document open, and I started trying to do it, and it wasn't working. I'm thinking, well, damn it, what am I doing that's wrong here? And then finally, Gaz came out, and he was like, Yeah, I'm trying to do this, and it's not working for me. And it's, <laughs> It's like, okay, I don't know where you got this tip, but I wouldn't go back there again. But this tip definitely works. I can almost guarantee it with the life of my firstborn son because he really made me upset today. Oh, dear. No, he didn't. Well, I'm not in my Okay. Well, I'm not in my head. Anyway. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. All righty. Uh, Carl, do you have a pick tip for this week? Yes. Yes, I do. It's a game. It's a game for $4.99, slightly cheaper probably over here in, in, in the UK, and it's called Get In Over It, which I might have to do if England lose. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> but it's, a, it's a little game. Um, like I say, it's quite expensive for a game, but it's kind of fun. It's the most infuriating game on the planet. It's, but, but it's addictive as hell. So what you do is you play a little man who's trapped in a cauldron for some reason. So only the top <laughs> half of his body is, point, is, is poking out. Kind of looks like, a as, uh, what's his name? Uh, Simon uh, from Star Trek and, and Shaun of the Dead and Peg, Simon Peg. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looks like Simon Peg. That's, that's a little bit. Yes. Uh, and he's got a hammer anyway. And what you have to do is you have to control with your finger on the screen how he's swinging his hammer around. And he has to hook onto a ledge and then pull himself up and have enough momentum to make it up onto the next stage of the ledge and, ledge and, and get higher and higher. And the most infuriating thing is, if you foul, you tend to slide all the way back to the bottom. So you've got to start over again. And you rage quit, quit until you want to try again. And <laughs> again. But uh, all the while, the author, I, I take it, is developer or the author he's telling you like he starts out in fact saying if you've had a bad day you might want to go away and not play this because this is not the game for you <laughs> um and then if you do make it up the hill or the mountain a certain distance and you fall all the way back he goes oh that was a really big loss i bet you're feeling really disappointed with yourself <laughs> <laughs> like so you, but uh, yeah, you it's, cheeky uh, it's, bastard okay that's it and you just want to carry on and get up there. But yes, it will definitely, definitely make you rage quit again and again and again. So make sure you've got the mentality to deal with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> that you don't throw fortitude. your phone or your iPad against That's the it. wall. That's it. Make sure you've got the mental fortitude to deal with that and, and you should be fine. But it's, it's, it's infuriatingly addictive. Okay. Um, for me, I think I've probably talked about this before, but if you're interested, in getting your feet wet with live casting, but don't want to spend a lot of money to, to do so. Uh, there's a program called uh, OBS, which stands for, I should have had it up already. 
open broadcaster software. And this program will let you, you know, take your, your webcams and, and microphones and everything else, mix them all together and broadcast them to Twitter or Facebook or not Twitter, uh, YouTube or Twitch or Facebook or pretty much any place that allows you to do so. And it's completely free. Uh, you'll need to configure it and it's not always the easiest to use, but like I said, it is free. And that is OBS open broadcaster software. Um, nothing really new in the way of reviews. So that makes me sad. Uh, I don't have Carl's sad Hulk music. Uh, we are back up to 200 woozers over there on the face of books. And thanks to Patreon supporters, Chris, Nick, Bob, and Troy, and Kofi supporters, Frank, Warren, and Troy, for donating a little money to help me do the stuff that I do. Uh, Max Stock, as I said at the beginning of the show, is coming up in just a week and a half. You can be there for the paltry sum of $179, which will get you in the door for the entire weekend and every single thing that's going to be going on inside that building is open to you. There's nothing else that you have to pay. Of course, your transportation costs and your lodging costs and food costs outside of the event are still completely up to you, but it is in Chicago, which is like one of the easiest places to get to in the entire world. Every single plane in existence today has to go through Chicago, no matter where they're going. That That's how it works. You can find out more information at max.conferenceandexpo.com or really just Google MaxDoc 2018 and there'll be like a ton of links that, that come up for it. Uh, Carl, if people wanted to contact you and ask you why you allowed yourself to come on to a show like this, how would they do so? Uh, you can get hold of me on Twitter, as I say, at Claw0101, or go and seek out the Mac and Forth show on your favorite podcatcher of choice. That's a good show. Um, you can get a hold of Gaz. He is uh, Gaz at mymac.com. That is G A Z. Charles. And you can also find him on the Twitters. He is Gazmaz over there on the Twitters. G A Z. Charles. M A Z. Cause. And also, you can get a hold of both of us. We have a combined Twitter account, Guy and Gaz over there on the Twitters. That is G U Y A N D G A. Z cause. And of course you can reach fearless leader, Tim feedback at mymac.com. And depending on what you say about us, uh, he'll forward that on to us. Uh, you can get a hold of me. I am guy at mymac.com. G U Y. I am also over there on the Twitters. I am also known there as the Mac parrot or just Mac parrot. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. You didn't leave. Just a little bit. Leave it. Okay. Yeah, gas has all those. Uh, we have a Skype number, Carl. Did you know we have a Skype number? I thought we just ordered pizza on it. Yeah, well, pretty much. Uh, there's only one person in the known world that knows how to use this number. And of course, that is Greg in North Carolina. But for everyone else, if you want to give it a try, it's one or plus one outside of the United States. The area code is 703. The rest of the number is 436 9501. That number is 703 436 9501. And this is the part where I say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you 
who download and listen. That is the important bit. And listen to the MyMac.com podcast week after week. We love you long time, and we really appreciate the fact that you do so. Carl, thank you so much for being on this week. I, I do certainly appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to come on here and, and, and sit and, 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 and gas with Guy or Gaz. <laughs> That's right, because you did it just a couple of weeks ago with Gaz. That's right. People yeah. get sick of me again. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, nah, we don't get sick of you. We want, we wonder why you agree to come on all the time, but not like we're sick of you. But, and I don't think other people are sick of you because I think that they believe that mm. we are good enough. I mm. believe that they think that we're smart enough. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. This is, I, I have to I, sometimes getting past that part is, is really, really rough. And that doggone it. Woof, woof. People just seem to like us. Well, in that case. Yeah. Cus- is, yeah. Good cus- luck. What am I going to do? Cascane, Gaz, Cascane, Cas, Cas, Gas, Ristiva, Cas, Tarkur, Sios, Diante, Agam, R, Ak, Riam. I have no idea. That's not Irish. That's what it said. That is what it said. Sorry, sorry to all Irish listeners out there. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure Bart Bouchard is probably going, that's not how you say it. That is not how you say it. And I, and he doesn't sound like that either, but yeah. So before I dig myself even a deeper hole, end. thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac podcasting network, like the tech fan podcast, three geeky ladies, geekiest show ever. The Let's Talk Podcast, the Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. One nil to England at the moment. (laughs) It's what? We got one goal on them. And who are you playing? Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Those little guys? Yeah, you say that. You say that. You shut up. <laughs> anyone. Any, when it comes to knockout stage, leading anyone, Accrington Stanley could get lucky, so you never know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like to think of soccer as just like Europeans' version of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Go on, bring us back. Bring us back. I'll do something. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me make sure I'm, uh, I got the right thing set up here. Yeah, I'm going to get told off for all of that. What? I'm talking about soccer. Sorry, football. European football. Okay, well, you ready? Told off. <laughs> huh? Told off by who? I don't know. Somebody. Somebody will be upset with me. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I care, but, you know, yeah, they'll be upset. <laughs> I was about to say, would you care? <laughs> exactly. So it's more about sharing opinions and things like this. I, I find more important. I mean, it's great are, when you, are you trying on. to tell me that you don't believe that high end developers listen to shows like ours for those tips and tricks that will get them through their day? <laughs> what? <are> the, no, <laughs> but, 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 but you do get, you do get developers listen to shows like ours because it's, it's they need a, a laugh. nice outlet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and I've met some wonderful developers in my time since I've done podcasting and they'll go, uh, you know, I'll sometimes talk to them uh, and 
if they're not talking direct to me, they're talking to another developer, I'll sort of listen in. Uh, and the conversation that go, goes above my, my head so fast yes. once they start getting into the basics, the new, the new APIs that have been open to them and stuff in the latest OS. And, well, once they, just, once they say hi, whoever it is I'm talking to is like, oh, I'm lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> But it is it is a different skill. If, if you if you can remember stories and you can piece stories together and you can work out why a story is important to how it relates to something that's happened previously, that's that's an important factor in doing the show. Um, being able to call back facts and or at least memories and stuff. So yeah, or or putting out some kind of opinion that is so wrong that a developer will come back and say, you know what, you were wrong. Well, that's the thing of an opinion. Opinion can never be wrong. It can be different. You can argue an opinion, but you can never create. You can uh, never have well, a, I have to disagree there. Client. I think that's okay. the wrong opinion because. <laughs> yeah, but they, you can have that right. We have, we have a group here known as the flat earthers who literally believe that the earth is flat and they're wrong. Yeah, but, but see, I always think when it comes to things like that, who cares? Who cares they're wrong? It doesn't affect my life in the slightest. If, if one was suddenly to become something that actually infects my life on a global scale, then I'd worry about it. But they're never going to. So what's it but matter? But you see, flat earthers can't affect your life on a global scale because it's exactly. a flat earth. <laughs> in fact, there was a tweet. There was a tweet, wasn't there? There was a, some, some person who belongs to some flat earth society put <sighs> out a tweet saying we have members all around the globe. And the first response was, you might want to read that sentence again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, opinion's opinion. So it's even, if people find it valuable or they don't. If they don't, they never don't listen. If they do, they listen and, 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 can, and can join in. For example, all the Star Wars stuff. I mean, you read that story at the start there about the show that was discussing is Star Wars need new management? Hell yeah. yeah. Because fans have been insulted left, right, and center by these people. It's a joke. It's unbelievable. And, and they're being treated no differently to any other movie or anything that's out there. Well, the weird um, thing is, other than, other than uh, Chewbacca and the droids, who's left? Everybody else oh, no, is who dead. Cares? They're the all point, dead. Yeah, that's, that's the point. I, I absolutely loathe that film. And not because of who plays it or what nationality they are or what sex they are. It's because it's crap from so many levels. Firstly, <laughs> it's a Star Wars film because none of it makes sense compared to the the, the, well, the whole trilogy doesn't seven. necessarily, or at least the no. first two that they've shown don't make any sense. It's like, okay, well, we had the, we had the Galactic Empire for episodes four through six. You know, actually, it was weird. I was re-watching... Uh, the, the family guy kind of takeoffs on star Wars yep. and the very first one, you know, the lights go out and Peter Griffin is like, okay, well now we're going to talk about star Wars. For some reason it begins with episode four. And it's like, okay, <laughs> right there, right there. It's like, okay, you get it. You get right there that there's a problem, that there was a problem with, with Lucas filmed. Like as soon as they started making the, the, the so-called prequels and yep. then, you get into, you know, years and years later, they, they finally get around to making new Star Wars films that, you know, is use the, <clears throat> sorry, the original cast and all that. And what do they do? There's another galactic empire. It's like, oh, come on. You know, I mean, well, and, not, it's, not, and it's not that I'm not enjoying the movies because I am, but it is so friggin' derivative at times. It's kind of like, haven't we been here before? Well, yeah, exactly. But it's not only that. For example, they, they go on about 
in the second one, the, the, the second new, the last Jedi, is is oh look at this evil, this evil Empire thing, like oh they're so bad and stuff. But in the first one, they set up the fact that this other organization has been hiding in the shadows, and when they blow For up centuries. the new Republic, yeah, it, well. Well, and then when they blow up the New Republic, that's them emerging on on the on the, on the galactic stage. So that means all the stuff that's in the second film, where they go off to Ky- but Kylo, what's Kylo it? Ren Some fight? No, no, the the the, the planet Snope? with the casino on. Oh, no, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. Canto bite, Canto bite. So, and all the evil rich people and stuff there. That means they were profiting off the good guys who were okay with it. So all that stuff was going on then when the yeah. good guys were in control. But it was so what was, was the difference then that they got blown up because they were allowing slavery and, and animals being beaten and everything like that. So wasn't defeating them a good thing? <laughs> but yeah. No. So so I'm thinking, what's going on? Who's the good guys here? Because I don't understand. This is Well, not, that's this, honestly this, that's kind of what what uh, Luke was talking about how the Jedi needed to just go away because mm-hmm. he couldn't see how the Jedi in their entire existence had made any real difference or had accomplished anything of note other than to, you know, run around and put out little fires here and there. Well, that's the thing. But then again, he's forgetting. He's forgetting the other side of the coin. Well, I say the writers forgetting the other side of the coin because Star Wars lore as it stands, is it's balance. So when the Sith comes along, when when sorry, when the Jedi are there, the Sith counteract it. So if you get rid, he's thinking if you get rid of one, you automatically get rid of the other, and that's proven to be wrong 